Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. This is Molecules and Shit, and this is a science podcast. I'm your co-host, P-Funk, at P-Funkin' Around on Twitter. And this is your host, Koki Negra. Doctor. Sir. <sighs> you looking forward to the holidays? Always. Yes, I'm looking forward to the holidays. I'm looking forward to a break. Work sucks now. Ugh, it's been annoying. Well... You know my work situation, so. <laughs> yeah, luckily I don't have like a situation. I just have like um, I'm doing a training, and then you basically you stay in this training to get certified, and so that means like there's someone like over your shoulder the entire time, and you're like constantly working on these things with like barely any break. It's just annoying. I just can't. Oh, like... boo hoo hoo. Yeah, I just need to get certified. You're so can... advancing. Oh, how well, horrible! It your is going well. <laughs> It's not going well. It's just, ugh. it's tiring because now it's like I go home and I just want to fall asleep. <laughs> and then my weekends, I've been traveling up and down the coast. And it's like, uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to a break where things stop for a while, eat some turkey, put up some decorations. I'm getting ready for my, my week of holidays, my holiday seasons. You getting decorated at home? No. <laughs> You're not putting up any decorations? No trees? Uh- uh, probably not, because once again, my Christmas season is ruined by an Indian wedding. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's still coming up. What's the first week in December? No, it's it's between Christmas and New Year. So, oh. you know, so I got to go home and then come back and then go to Texas and, you know. Oh, that's ugh, not not. However, to, not to besmirch their love, but that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, but they always do it because they really have to remind me that they are not Christian. Um, hmm. But there is a bright side. I will be meeting my new grandson. Okay. All right. He'll be at the wedding. Ooh. Okay. He's four weeks old. You get to hold him for the first time. He's ready for a party. Mm-hmm. I can already see. You're just going to be dancing with him the entire time. They can't even get a hold of him. That's my job. Mm-hmm. Spoiling him. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then hand him back so they're ruined. <laughs> exactly. Job. It's like, how much sugar did you put in him? Enough. Oh, come on. He's too little <laughs> for sugar. <laughs> Never too little for sugar. Um, I guess the only thing you can't feed him is honey. Yeah. Mm. But, uh, you know, he's he's on formula. He, I can't feed him. Mm, I guess. But you can, can, can dote on baby. him. Yeah, you can give him attention. So uh-huh. when it's time for him to go down for bed, it's just like, no, nah, hold me. Like, ugh. Yeah, well, he's ready for a church mother rock. That's, that's exactly it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, yeah, so you got a good holiday lined up. Yeah, I, actually busy, don't even, I don't even good. know what I'm doing yet, but uh, I got to get my shopping. I got to do some baking, you know, the usual. Mm-hmm. But uh, we'll talk about how not to get a damper on that at your your Thanksgiving meal, because apparently people are freaking out. I was freaking out for a minute, and then I thought for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. But uh, yeah, this is not our holiday special, though. This is a science show. So let's look at... What stories we got going on today? Oh, so I saw this. <laughs> of course you did. I was, uh, I, I will, <laughs> I will say I was concerned. I just wanted to, uh, you know, make sure that, you know, I'm on top of things because, um, we do have the orange man in office and he is posting people to the EPA that don't give a fuck. And I saw this headline that said sperm don't like heat. So climate change could damage male fertility study says yeah so of course my uh web browser just went right down Mm. but as soon as i saw that story i'm like well i'm pretty sure that will be a topic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh so you saw it before i sent it to you oh yeah Uh Yeah, uh uh-huh the latest problem to be linked to global warming is male sperm counts it's not good news according to a new study published tuesday male fertility appears to decline as temperatures soar the study showed clear evidence that stress from heat waves reduces sperm number and viability in bugs. So that's where I was like, wait a minute. Yes, scientists use beetles to test their theory, but researchers say the insects can be used as a proxy for people. So I did see, uh, before I saw this story, there was another story where they said that um, bug numbers, so bugs are actually multiplying less uh, due to climate change. That they, That's what they theorize. So it, I guess it makes sense that it would start moving up the food chain. Animals as well would be having issues. Well, that's a theory. Mm-hmm. There's no data to suggest that. Mm. Um, 
and this is a beetle thing, but, you know, as soon as you say sperm, all the guys get excited, and uh, this is what winds up at the top of the news. Well, I mean, not just sperm, but I think, like, um, for example, like, Michelle Obama's book came out this week, which I still need to get. And she was talking about how, you know, she uh, lost children previously, and she says, you know, women should be more feel more comfortable to talk about how difficult you know fertility is like fertility is actually difficult and no one wants to talk about it it's just expected that it's easy that you just insert tab a into slot b and then it just happens like magic but you Mm. know it is complicated and you know things can go wrong and sperm count is one of the things that that's one of the factors in terms of whether or not you can have children well she sounds like she was having miscarriages so Mm -hmm. that clearly wasn't the problem no exactly um, but, but yeah, I mean, I think fertility is, is something that, you know, people don't talk a lot about. Um, but I, I would not be as concerned about this translating to humans hmm. as the article and the media coverage made it. It hmm. was beetles. <laughs> hmm. So you, you don't agree with that uh, assessment that the beetles can be used to make a logical jump about sperm I would not say that I don't agree with it I just think that if they were in mammals Mm -hmm. I would be a little more confident that this has human um, that that we might see something like this in humans Mm -hmm. you know if they were talking about monkeys I'd say okay we Mm -hmm. should worry okay you know if they're talking about great apes even if they were in mice, but get into a mammal system first. Okay. Now, the, the hypothesis, and this makes sense, that the, the warmer the testes, the, prob- the, the more probable that you're going to have problems with the sperm. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a reason why the, the male reproductive system is outside of the body. It needs to be cooler than body temperature. Right. That's what, that's what they say in the article, too. They say in human males, the testicles make sperm. And to do this, the temperature of the testicles need to be cooler than the inside of the body. Mm-hmm. So when you have heat waves where the temperatures are 95 and above, you're approaching you're not cooler than the yeah, body. <laughs> you're approaching body temperature so it don't even matter if you have them outside the body or not so like you said it makes sense but you know there it is no data it's kind of, it is still kind of like a theory yeah remember i'm a scientist i need data mm-hmm. what well, i mean really we all need data i i feel like you don't have to be a scientist oh no to... lots of people don't need data they just i don't believe oh, a, a lot of people it. ignore data it's not like they don't need it they ignore it that's like it's not important to them but it is if you're making actual, you know, decisions about policy and life, then data should mean something to you. Yeah, should. Mm-hmm. But, you know. So overall, you would say that we shouldn't be freaked out yet? I, okay, so freaked out is too far. Running around with our, in a panic with our heads cut off, a.k.a. Yeah, June. I would, I would say it is something that you can bear in mind. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> so when it's like warm outside, I should like strip it down and Donald Duck it outside so I can make sure my testy stay as cool as possible. Didn't know you were uh, ready to procreate, but you know. Just say just it. Put, just put some ice, you know, between your legs every now and then. You should be oh. fine. You know what? I can already see a product market coming out for coming. crotch pockets, crotch ice ice packs. As soon as it out of my mouth yeah we should we should actually come up with that and make some money well how do you what, what would we call it oh you have to have something extremely technical oh. like uh uh fertility saver or <laughs> oh so not ice crotch uh no okay i don't think that no i, I, I was th- well yeah i guess ice crotch isn't the right idea Mm-mm. because we're not selling no one crotches. really wants that yeah we're not selling crotches um oh, i'll think about it it'll come to me during the show and i'll probably just jump in with it but yeah that's definitely a product we should sell something to keep yeah, your, we, your, your we, cool. we need some money we need some money so. yeah since someone already stole my opal idea but you know you were too slow mm, yeah yeah but still did you write the graphic novel about the han cat coming back yet because uh, that, that's I realized... seriously a bestseller it is, but I realize my artwork is subpar. I would need to contract someone to do that. Oh, jeez. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So I'll get to it eventually. Get scooped again. Well, no one knows that story. That's the best part. 
<laughs> I've told that story to everybody I know. Everybody oh, knows. oh, so it's you. So you're the problem then. We'll quit telling everybody I, my idea. <laughs> well, first of all, you told everyone the opal to idea me. too. How is it your idea? Well, it was told to you by what? Some old couple, right? They didn't. They were not going to tell no. nobody else. It was a colleague of mine. We were postdocs together. Oh. Well, hopefully she keeps it to herself just long enough for me She's to make money off She's probably not telling of that story to anybody, no. <laughs> Good. Excellent. All right. So overall, I'm just we need to worry. We need to get a patent out. You need to find some engineering buddies so we can get that done. Hey, I'm working on the engineering buddies. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, you <laughs> work you know, on engineering I'm buddies. Of them, of... So that's kind of the problem. Well, yeah, just tell them no, no mechanics, just like, purely chemical. Wanna, I know engineers, and I, I'm sort of afraid of what they'll do. So, like, we need one, but I'm afraid of them. Uh, well, I mean, I think if you keep them on a leash, just say, look, I don't want any moving parts. You <laughs> can't do that. But see, that's not the way they work. I mean, in college, we knew if you wake up and your clock radio was frying eggs, your roommate is an engineer. Oh, my God. Yeah, so maybe no engineers. <laughs> Never mind. You can't stop them. I don't want but any we, whirring gears we one, and, we, and diddly bops oh. near my crotch. I don't need that. So, no. <laughs> They're out. <laughs> but I'm just saying. I, I think I was, it has to be like underwear with a pouch. Yes, could, exactly. Just like a small pouch and you just stick something in the pouch. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, we're on the same wavelength. We don't need an engineer for that, I hope. Well, I mean, how do you design a little thingy that sits in the pouch? You go to, well, first of all, you just go to someone who can sew I think I'm going to pull my mother into this and we'll make the special kind of underwear. Oh and my God, then you're going to have you just, special can... knit underwear. <laughs> yeah, no, she can sew everything. She can make underwear. Mm, okay. And she'll put a, she'll put the pouch in it, you know, just in the right place. And um, then we have to figure out, like, I think we can do this with, with like little sealing. You know, you, you put a food sealer, you can get a really small thing, put some cold water in it. Um, okay, you know, you, maybe you could make it something like where you were just designing a bag that holds the cooling or the coolant, and then they have them just put the coolant in it themselves. It could be cold water, it could be whatever. Yeah, hmm, maybe. All right. Or it could just I be tiny. It could just be tiny ice packs, honestly, and then we just sell yeah, the underwear. It could be. You just sell the underwear <laughs> that holds the little. Right. Yeah, no, you, you have know. to sell the ice pack too. Exactly. Oh, of course, it's going to be proprietary. But yeah, okay. I see that we're gonna make money. Yes, what we're gonna do? make tons of money. We just have to keep pushing this story. So yes, everyone, freak out. You, your sperm's <laughs> gonna die. It's really hot, and if you want to have babies, and you need to buy stuff from us, that's that's ethical, right? It's as ethical as our our new uh, attorney general. Why not? Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah. So that that's. Oh, I wish sometimes we had like a politics show just for a few minutes, <laughs> just to like air out some of that shit. But yeah. Hey, at least we're not only targeting veterans. This is all men. That's true. I see a lot of money here. I feel yeah. If we're, if we're we're using our you know ethical standards to apply to everyone all at once. Fair enough. Hmm. But speaking of ethics, um, I saw this study and I knew it was. <laughs> I knew it was gonna bl- it was blowing something out of the water, but I just wanted to run it by you, and see what you thought. Uh, so this was on CNN. This is the headline that they chose. They said scientists behind ocean warming study say errors were made. So just reading the headline, I could already hear the gears turning at Infowars about how climate change is just an error. It was just a mistake. They lied to us. None of this is real. Blah blah blah. Scientists are full of it. They don't know what they're doing. And Do you go. think they needed this study <laughs> to say any of that? Uh, no, but it now, no. but now, reasonable people will now say, "Well, maybe there's something to that." I can already hear them. Um, I can already hear the moderates, quote unquote, who say that. That's not reasonable people. No. Mm. Well, I'll say this: ignorant moderates. I'll put it that way: people who don't read and just listen to the both sides narrative, quote unquote. And it's like, well, you know, those Infowars people say some mean things, but, you know, sometimes. Oh, my God. Yeah, you can hear them, can't you? <laughs> no. They, they stick this a mic was in not what I was thinking of when <laughs> when I opened this story. And now I'm mad because I wasn't thinking about that. Mm-hmm. It's I... completely reasonable to me because I read scientific journals and I know how many errata are there. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes you make a mistake. Because it's people doing it. 
this is research well, done by people. So yes. Yes, and it, I mean, basically, what it was is like they had a math problem. Mm-hmm. Please tell me, there's everybody in the world. Nobody understands that you could have a math problem. But they have calculators and computers. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the formula, never mind. Come on now, okay, you spend more so... time around dumber people than I do. You know that this is true. <laughs> Actually, I don't work around dumb people. No, you don't work around them, but you, you encounter them more than I do. I somehow have managed to get them out of my circle. I don't know how, but I don't run into as many people who... No, you just ignore them. You won't speak to them. That's all. Tomato, tomato. But what I'm saying... They're say- still there. You just have blinders. <laughs> I feel like we're saying the same thing. No, but- we're not. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Because I have the face that people walk up and want to oh, talk that's to true. me for some damn reason Ooh. or other. Oh, that's true. I, I turn into a ghost when I'm around you. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that, oh yeah, there was a person standing next to you. All, <laughs> <laughs> like, ma'am, can you show me how to? It's like, and you're like, he's right there. I'm like, I'm not here. I'm not nowhere. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> but yes. So yes, when I read that, that was the first thing I thought is that they're going to use this as fuel to poke holes in climate change. Yes. As I said, it's never, it, it wasn't even like they needed that. Mm. You know, every year we have some some senator bring a snowball into the onto the floor of the Senate and claim that global warming doesn't exist because it snowed. Yes, so, it's cold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let me let me actually read some of the articles so people have an idea what actually happened. So a scientist behind a study that found the world's oceans were warming faster than previously believed have said their work contained errors, which means they cannot reach conclusions with such certainty. So read the wording there. Not that they can't reach conclusions, but the level of certainty needs to be adjusted. So they say the issues do not invalidate the study's methodology or the new insights into ocean biogeochemistry on which it is based said co-author Ralph Keeling in a note added to the original news release on the study from the Scripps Institution of Oceanography. It does mean that scientists must redo their calculations. So the original article uh, was published in the journal Nature November 1st. Um, I think there was a lot of news actually around this um, at the time. And people were kind of like, this is an alarm bell. Scientists are saying that the oceans are were behind schedule on heading off climate change, basically, that we have less time than we thought. And so it said uh, the ocean is warming at the high end of previous estimates. Um, the researchers, led by Laura Resplandi of Princeton University, uh, used precise measurements of atmospheric oxygen and carbon dioxide between 1991 and 2016 to produce an independent estimate of ocean heat uptake over that period. So since publication, two problems have come to their attention. Uh, one of them related to incorrectly treating systematic errors in the measurements of oxygen. So we're talking like really just just at the margins. Sm- it sounds like she she used the wrong the wrong um, method for statistics. At least that's the way that sounds to me. Mm. So I thought I took it to mean like some kind of instrument flaw. She said there were systematic errors in the measurements of oxygen. So it sounds like they, there were some irregularities in the data they were collecting, and then they, they came up with an algorithm to kind of work around that, but that was flawed. Is that, does that sound reasonable or, or no? That's what I gathered. That's what I gathered that's from this. That's one of them. Oh, okay. She says there are two problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see. What's the other problem? Uh, let me click. Oh, what was the she other one? She doesn't say. Oh, they skipped that part. Yeah. That's the statistics, I'm sure. Mm, Yeah, so we expect the combined effect of these two corrections to have a small impact on our calculations of overall heat uptake, but with larger margin of error. So basically, instead of with 98%, you know, certainty, we can say that this will happen. Now it's like 92. Yeah, so probably like that. 92 and a half, something like that. Exactly. So it's everything still holds, but because they're AR ethical, they want to make sure they're putting out correct data and they're, you know, being upfront about their methodologies. They have to make those corrections. But, of course, the headline does not look good. It looks like they're trying to hide something. Well, how could they hide something if they came and said this? Like, that's the point. Mm. Everybody just assumes, well, the scientists are just always lying or yep. they're always wrong. or No, they said, oh, I think we found something. Let us go back and fix it as best we can and then we'll put out uh, a new report that has the better data in it. Well, but like, and I... somehow this 
this becomes, well, well, can't trust none of them. Like, I, I don't get it. You well, can't do anything right if you're a scientist. No, it feeds the narrative. We talked about this uh, last year. It feeds the narrative that science is supposed to be certain. So if you guys aren't certain, then you're no better than me. That's that's the thinking. It's the it's that you no, know. No, that's the not thinking. Well, yes. It's like if you're not a hundred percent certain, then you're just guessing like I am. And it's like no, there's different levels of guessing. Not anywhere near that. <laughs> exactly. But people, I don't know. They have trouble yeah, processing well, that. Yeah. Well, hopefully, people who listen to us are learning better. Yes. So how about that? So yes, there was some uh, inconsistencies each one, each or errors. Oh my God! Please, yes. There were some errors in the study, but the study is still valid. That's really that should be the takeaway. But you know, even the headline here doesn't help. Well, again, we've discussed this many times. Mm. You've got to get the click. And most people are not even going to read this article. That's what I'm saying. I should. I I think actually some scientific articles. There's not a lot of news there. It really is just an update on a study or, you know, some sort of hypothesis from a study. Mm-hmm. And maybe you don't need clicks there. Maybe that should just be for the public service. Just, hey, here's something. Here's some research that's happening. Here's what they're doing. It yeah, doesn't have to see, be sexy. This is an article from a company that has to make money. So you can forget about that. The time uh... for news being public service was gone a long time ago. Yeah. Once we hit the 24-hour news cycle, that was the end of it. When I was a kid, actually, news was a public service. Mm. News divisions at television stations were not supposed to make money. Mm. They were there for a public service. That's long been gone. Once mm. we got CNN in 1980, that was the end of that. I'd like to know how to unwind that clock, honestly. Yeah, I don't ever see that happening. I really don't. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm I'm a little bit slightly more hopeful. I believe that there's plenty of other ways that companies like CNN and or broader conglomerates like you know NBC can still make money there might be a way for I don't know tax benefits or something to uh, I don't know I'm not paid to make those kind of solutions but I just feel like that it's something that could happen if people were motivated enough it's not I don't think it's impossible um yeah that motivation is a, is a bitch though right well yeah. <laughs> that's a problem yeah true true uh, I would like to believe, but, you know, I'm older than you, and <laughs> I, just, I don't have the heart anymore. I think that's what it is. It's not, it's not that you, you just, you're not even that more, much more cynical. You just run out of, <laughs> of hope. <laughs> you just, your hope is depleted, I think. I think as you get older, your hope just gets depleted. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it's not an infinite resource. So, I guess I still have a, a little bit in the tank. My, my gas light just came on, but I still got a little bit more. <laughs> Ugh. But yes, so to on to slightly less depressing, but also concerning <laughs> news. So this is a story that will have a happy ending. It's going to sound really scary, but it has a happy ending. So here's the um, here's the headline. Uh, salmonella contamination in Turkey is widespread and unidentified as Thanksgiving approaches. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yes, that's right. You're going to go to Thanksgiving. You're going to die. That's what's going to happen. If you eat turkey, you die. Because it's salmonella in it, right? Not, That's what I read. Gonna, no, not gonna, di- not gonna die. But salmonella okay? is a poison, is it not? First thing, salmonella is a bacteria, and it's dangerous, right? Uh, it can be, yes. It yeah. is not a poison. Well, if you eat it, you die, right? No. Oh. You don't die when you get salmonella. Oh. Okay, so first of all, let's start <laughs> with the outbreak and let, calm things down, and I. Truly, in this case, am an expert. <laughs> so oh, yeah. we can talk give, give, about why don't you, okay, why don't, by, why don't I, okay, let me just read the intro to the article and then you give the people your bona fides. So let's see. It says, uh, Thanksgiving is less than a week away and federal health officials are still trying to identify the source of a salmonella illness outbreak linked to raw turkey products that has spread to 35 states and sickened 164 people. The outbreak, which started a year ago, has sent 63 people to the hospital. One person in California has died. The salmonella strain has been found in raw turkey pet food in Minnesota, raw turkey products collected from people's homes, and live turkeys from several states, indicating the bacteria is widespread in the industry. Okay, now that people are on board, what? why are you the best person to speak on this topic? 
Okay, I'm not the best person to speak on this topic. I'm probably the best person you know to speak on this topic. <laughs> okay, maybe. Um, and uh, so salmonella is a part of a family of gram-negative bacteria called the Enterobacteriaceae. Mm-hmm. So happens that I wrote the chapter in a microbiology textbook about this. Mm-hmm. And while I was trying to put this together, I was looking stuff up, which is ridiculous because I kind of do know what salmonella is. (laughs) But for you listeners, I just wanted to make sure I got everything right. Okay, so let's talk about the the outbreak itself first, and then we'll talk a little bit about salmonella. Okay. All right. So first of all, um, CDC updated yesterday um, their their media statement. So CDC. Food safety alert, right? The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, it is their job to track these things. Mm -hmm. So if you follow the CDC website, um, there's always a page on outbreaks. And this one has been going on for a while. Yeah, they said Um, one year, I believe. Yeah, but it's really sort of popped up since October. Okay. Um, But so here's the thing. They have found one company that they want you to stay away from. Okay. And that's Jenny O. Turkey. (laughs) <laughs> Who buys? Oh, never mind. Sorry, that's just me being snarky. <laughs> I've actually had Jenny O turkey. Like, it sounds like sliced. canned turkey, but okay. What did you say? It sounds like canned turkey. No, no, no. It's a um, real brand. Sometimes it's like, yeah, it's it's no, it's not in a can. But I've certainly had Jenny O like sliced turkey lunch meat. Oh, oh okay. In the past. Okay. Um, but uh, so it it appears that. It's not the processed stuff, but rather the raw. So ground turkey, you know, people use ground turkey instead of ground beef these days, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So it's that. It's the the uh, raw turkey parts and the raw turkeys. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, we're, we're doing this the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Everybody's buying turkeys right now. Or are they? Um, well, so, not Jenny O turkeys. <laughs> well, yeah, definitely let's stay away from Jenny O. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a, a Wisconsin brand and they, they've already recalled um, 91,000 pounds of their ground Turkey. Mm. So I would say if I were you, unless the, and I always say this, even the ground beef, unless it's ground in the store, you, you have to be careful with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, um, just don't ground don't don't use any ground turkey right now. Okay. I will tell you when it's okay. <laughs> and what's the difference, uh, just for everybody, between having it ground fresh in the store versus like shipped ground? Okay. So the the whole point with grinding meat. Let's say we we've got a turkey. We got a whole turkey. Mm-hmm. The bacteria is on the surface. Mm-hmm. If you grind it. Now you've created so much more surface area right? where all of the bacteria can be. This is the same thing that happens with hamburger. So if it's done in the store, um, there's less chance that it can be a big, giant, contaminated lot. Uh. Um, and here's something that we, we've talked about many times. It's, it's the, you know, commodification of food. When you go to one of these giant processing places where they have 9,000 turkeys that they grind up and they put in a vat, all right, maybe only 20 of them had salmonella. But now you've mixed the whole thing. Yeah. You can't get that salmonella out. Right. So if it's ground in the store, there's likely, you know, just some turkey parts from that store. You might get sick, but this turkey is not going all over the country. Right. So it's like a supply chain uh, issue. Yeah, it that it's way. definitely a supply chain issue. Okay. So how is this? Now, my understanding, my basic, basic understanding of salmonella is that it's always a threat or potentially in any raw poultry product, like in any time. Anytime you um, buy raw poultry, you should expect that there might be salmonella and you should take care to handle it properly. Right? right. Food handling is always an issue. So these bacteria are not are not um, super bugs. They're mm-hmm. not special. If you get the meat to the right temperature, they die. Right. So the only real danger is when you're prepping it and what instruments you're using to prep it. And if you use that with other food, those kinds of things. So basically right. like and kitchen also management. You have to cook and it safety. 
to so that the internal temperature is is hot enough right um and you know a lot of people are are funny about that um this is usually not a problem in a whole turkey or if you cook like turkey legs Mm -hmm. or whatever but with ground meat this is usually an issue because um you know how people are always trying to explain to you that don't eat anything well done. You should rare is the only way you should eat this this kind of food. No. Well, if you're eating ground ground meat from you know a lot of how many turkeys you have or how much beef you have or whatever, this is the time you don't want to eat it rare. And also, you don't do that with turkey burgers. There's no medium turkey burger. I just want to I want to put that away. Like as someone who does grill. You cook the turkey burgers fully. Any you cook turkey and chicken fully. There's no medium well done for for poultry. That, that that's ridiculous. That's there should only... be no medium well done for hamburgers either. Mm, I don't know. It's really tasty though. It's the same ground <laughs> issue though. True, but you. I mean, I think you can still have medium well raising it to the proper temperature. Correct. It's just how long you keep it at that temperature, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have to look that up, but I'm pretty sure I mean, you can you're, raise you're it. Much, you're much safer with a steak because, again, that hasn't been ground. It hasn't mm. increased the surface area where the bacteria can attach and grow. Right. Um, you, you know, you're you're okay with a rare steak. You're not okay with a rare hamburger. Mm, okay, so that that's probably that it would, should be a distinction made that it's safer if you're going to be fooling around with the level of doneness to do it with like a proper steak or some unground meat like a proper right. cut of meat okay right. so that's something that yes we can definitely agree just on that cook it and, yeah you know. <laughs> and yes and, and cook it and wash it in hands yes but yeah it's, it's very it's very important to keep raw foods and cooked foods separate mm-hmm. as i've said many times before i have multiple cutting boards um one for raw things and one for cooked things and they're different colors and you know they don't cost that much i go to ikea i think they're a dollar 99 invest in one or two Mm -hmm. and you know make sure you you wash your your um knives and utensils and stuff as as you're cooking so also um is this actually an outbreak is it because of the particular strain of salmonella that people are worried because it like I said, is that an incorrect um, that's, is that incorrect thinking on my part that salmonella is just a present or could be present in any poultry cook cooking that you're cooking any raw um, poultry products? Salmonella is frequently associated with um, poultry, mm-hmm. but it's also associated with a lot of other things. Um, oh, there's okay. a reason why you don't, as a rule, you don't have pet turtles anymore. When I was a kid, it was a thing, you know, Mm -hmm. the the boys got pet turtles. Right. Well, they carry salmonella. Mm. A lot of salmonella. Just on their surface? Yeah. Just like a regular healthy turtle? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, So this is, there's a lot of places where you can find salmonella, but in the food chain, Mm. it's frequently um, eggs, poultry, um, contaminated raw fruits and vegetables especially alfalfa sprouts oh we saw this in melons a few years ago cantaloupe was crazy and then there's a reason for that too if you think about the surface of a cantaloupe Mm -hmm. it's not smooth like a watermelon or a honeydew it's got all those little tiny pits that's more surface area oh okay and you know typically you don't think about i should wash the outside of this melon before i cut it True. Just like uh, avocado, kiwi, all those kind of things. Exactly. So, you know, it's I go to the farmer's market a lot. So I have a a habit when I come home, I just dunk whatever I bought in cold, soapy water, not hot, cold, Um, cold, soapy water. And that's usually good enough. Okay. why not hot? Is that bad for well, because it ruins the fruit. I mean, oh, oh, okay. That's All right. really it. Oh, okay. So that's not a safety thing. That's just a taste thing. Got no, it. no. It's just I don't, I don't want my my strawberries warm. You know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I just sort of I have a, a dish pan and put the cold soapy water. It's good and soapy. You know, they have some spray that's like vegetable spray that you can buy now. But I yeah, find I think that, it's mostly lemon juice. 
Is that what that is? The natural one, yeah. It's like lemon juice and some other like vinegar or something. It's just a something you could throw together yourself if you want it, really wanted to. Yeah, I just you know the dish detergent and cold water works fine for me. Mm-hmm. And then you know rinse it off, whatever. Okay. Um, so, is there anything about this particular strain we should be concerned about, or is it just regular old salmonella? Um, well, there's actually no such thing as regular old salmonella. Um, <laughs> there's no vanilla salmonella. No, there's no vanilla. Um, but I I would say that sal- the the strain that this is, is called Salmonella Redding, mm-hmm. and Salmonella Redding frequently is drug resistant. Oh, that's not cool. Got it. Um, but so Salmonella is very similar to E. coli. It's very similar to to all of these all of these bacteria are quite similar. Um, and they cause diarrhea, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, salmonella causes something a little more severe than, say, uh, cholera or something. It's called enteric fever. With most most diarrheogenic bacteria, you just get the runs. Yeah. But with salmonella, you you will usually have a fever. Um, you will definitely get abdominal cramps. Like this is more than just regular old diarrhea. Uh. Um, and you may vomit. Now, if you're a healthy person, that's just um, a bad weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one of the reasons why this is we think that salmonella infections are very underreported is because that's it. You know, you, oh, I ate too much, I drank too much, man, I had a great weekend, and you're not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this should only last four or five days, maybe a week. Um, there's really nothing you can do for it except re- replace the fluids and get bed rest and, you know, that sort of thing. Mm. Um, unless the, the bacteria breaks through. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Yeah. Okay, so as I was saying, it, it should take maybe four, five days, seven, you know, if you really get a, a whopping load of the bacteria. Um, and back to it, I guess have... I might have had it myself thinking back because there have been times where I'm like, oh, I got diarrhea. Maybe I just had too much of something. Yeah. Like, oh, or maybe I drank too much, but it might have been food poisoning. Hmm. Well, there's lots of ways to have food poisoning. If you had salmonella, you would probably know. Oh, it's not. It's not that kind. Um, you would know. You would know this was something out of the ordinary. But, oh, you know, okay. if you're very healthy, a couple days, you know, you're fine. Right. Usually people don't go don't even go to see the doctor unless you have an underlying condition you're very young you're very old yeah um as with most infections you know you're okay if you've got a good immune system and you're pretty healthy but you know if you have other issues this this may be a problem Mm. but yeah so this is um if you stay away from well actually salmonella can almost be in anything because really yeah but we typically see it a lot in poultry. Um, but if you're not pasteurizing stuff, remember that out where you have vegetables and fruit and stuff, they're sometimes using animal manure as fertilizer. Mm. So, you know, fresh things can usually do it. But when we see outbreaks, it's frequently poultry. But like I said, the last really big one was cantaloupe. Nobody saw that coming because right. that wasn't something we had ever seen before. I had, someone told me that uh, the reason why that it was more because of the pre-cut. So they were saying that people who bought it pre-cut in stores were the ones that were getting it because the, the stores weren't cleaning the candles properly or weren't cleaning their equipment properly. Does that sound plausible or no? Um, anytime you get anything pre-cut, you always run that risk. Mm. But I think... You know, like I said, we were not aware that this was something you would see on cantaloupe before. Right. You know, we learn things as we learn things. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows to be careful with your eggs. Everybody knows to be careful with your chicken. I didn't know I needed to be careful with my cantaloupe until this happened. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, like we're not magic. You got to know things when you know things. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I'm sure that it didn't help when you get stuff cut in the in the supermarket and i love to have pre-cut stuff but i just i don't do it very much anymore yeah because i usually you see the person you know stacking the fruit and you're like when was the last time he washed his hands well but the thing 
cutting it in the store, you're much better off. Oh, really? Oh, right. you mean it's like buying pre-cut, like from? The same thing as the ground okay. meat. Okay. You know, you're much better off if it's done in the store. If it's shipped from, you know, Some God only knows facility. where in Indiana or yeah. whatever. You don't, you don't know how long it took to get there. And so maybe if they cut it in the store and there's some salmonella in it, but you eat it in the next day, mm-hmm. there's like 10 salmonella on it. That's probably not enough to get you sick. But okay. if you don't get it for a week because it's been shipped from somewhere else, mm. that 10 salmonella is maybe now a thousand salmonella. That's enough to make you sick. Uh, okay. So, yeah, it sounds like partially this could just be people not being taking precautions in their own kitchen. Partially, it could be. Mm. So, um, you know, obviously you want to be really careful. And especially now, everybody's going to be eating turkey for the next month. Eating at other people's houses for the next couple of months. Well, yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Don't eat best mac and cheese. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I cook my turkey. It brings a whole new meaning to who made these greens? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Who cooked these potatoes? Mm hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, really you just cook, cook it thoroughly. You want the in the internal temperature to be at least 165. Um, wash your hands, please like, wash your as hands much as possible. Wash your ass while you're at it. Just stay clean. No, no, no. Don't wash your ass while you're at it. Cause that's where salmonella comes. <laughs> oh, okay. Don't belay that. Yeah. Don't do that yeah. then. Yeah, do those at different times. And, you know, <laughs> as, as much as people laugh about it, I have like a different wash rag for the the shower that I do for like my face and stuff. Well, well, okay, come on now. Yes, you do not wash your face with the same thing you put through your ass cheeks. I do think... you know there are plenty of people who think that's stupid? No, I don't believe yes, you. There I are. don't believe you. I'm not going to believe you. I, I've made a decision not to believe you. You're telling me there are people who run a rag through their butt cheeks and then put it on their face. Well, maybe they do their face first. <laughs> but, um, but the next day, they pick up yeah, that just, same rag. I just don't do it. And I then have two run, different okay. ones. That's it. <laughs> okay. Somebody tried to tell me that was bougie. I'm oh. like, yeah, we did that in the projects. I don't think it's bougie. See, I have just like face wash, and so I just use my hands. You know, I just face wash and then use the rag or whatever on everything else. Nope. Okay. Face rag, butt rag. You... Even just the just the image of running a towel through your butt cheeks and then putting it on your face at any point. Unless you've put it through the laundry. Unless they're washing it daily. Well, clearly you were raised right, but not everybody out there has home training. No, I don't, I'm not going to believe you. I can't, I can't walk around looking at people and just think that that outbreak could be because they ran it through their butt cheeks first and that's why they got pimples. Okay, but here's, here's the thing um, that this strain is worrying Mm -hmm. okay so what they did was they used genome sequencing okay so that's that's a a fast way to identify the strain so this is how they're they're mapping and trying to figure out where it came from they still haven't gotten to that okay but so they took 68 isolates from people Mm -hmm. 84 isolates from food and environmental samples and animal samples and everything and they looked to see what this was um, resistant to, okay. and it's 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 a lot. <laughs> so basically, everything. Now, most most of the infections are susceptible to antibiotics, but they found some that um, were resistant to some things. Not all of them, but they tested a lot. <laughs> hmm. So. Ampicillin, streptomycin, tetracycline, canamycin, genomycin, naledixic acid, cipro, ceftrioxone, phosphomycin. I don't even know why they use phosphomycin. That doesn't even go. But anyway, um, and SXT. So they are actually looking to make sure that there aren't um, that they that you can still treat this if you have to. So it sounds like if your doctor isn't on the ball, you can waste a lot of time and money by well, getting a prescription that won't be effective. Go to the doctor for this. Okay, so it's still it flares up in three or four days. Okay, but, so bed um, rest is actually better than probably than going to the doctor in this in this particular 
instance. Wait, say that again? Bed rest might be better than going to a physician for this particular ailment. Um, if your fever doesn't go too high and it comes down, as I said, most people don't even, you know, they just feel like, like you said, I have a hangover, I feel terrible, whatever. Mm. Um, but if you're very young, very old, or have an underlying um, condition and you have diarrhea that you don't, you can't understand, you might want to go ahead and see a physician. Mm. Okay. But I mean, some of some of the things. I mean, I read all those antibiotics, but I realized I have made a bacteria that was re- one bacteria that was resistant to almost all that stuff. Why would you do that? Um. <laughs> well, I was mm-hmm. in graduate school, and did way Elon back, Musk pay you? Is that what happened? What? Did Elon Musk pay you? Is that what happened? You were paid by a supervillain to do develop this weapon. When you are finished. <laughs> Just saying. The rules of pathogenesis are as follows. You identify a gene. You want to figure out what this gene does, so you disrupt it. And then you put it back in the animal model, and you see what happens. Okay. So, genetics are, they are so much, oh my god, they're so much better than they were back then. But the way we used to disrupt genes is we would pop an antimicrobial resistance gene in the middle of this gene. Mm-hmm. So, I worked on Bordetella. So, Bordetella already has some background resistance to ampicillin. We made it nalodixic acid resistant. And then we started mutating each of the genes that makes Bordetella make you sick. So, those are virulence factors. Mm-hmm. So, I had one that was ampicillin, nalodixic acid, canamycin, tetracycline resistant. And I know my friend. Hi, Eileen. She's a year ahead of me in graduate school. She had one that was amp, strep, canamycin, genomycin, nalodixic acid, uh, tetracycline resistant. Now, it's resistant to everything, but we knocked out so many of the genes, it couldn't make you sick no matter what. Oh, okay. So basically, you made it invincible but toothless. Mm-hmm. Okay. That is, that's perfect. Invincible but toothless. Actually, it wasn't invincible. There's still other bacteria. Well, I don't know. Cipro didn't exist back then. So, mm. but, so basically, uh, it, it, so kind of, it wasn't in the end a harmless experiment because it couldn't actually get anyone sick. Well, it was never going to get out of the laboratory. Mm, you So you say. No, never. Mm. I mean, just never. <laughs> never going to, like, that's never going home with anybody. Bordetella is the kind of thing that doesn't grow very well. Like a salmonella grows. This is why it can lay around on turkey for a while and, you know, that sort of thing. If you smeared something with Bordetella, it still, it wouldn't live for 10, it wouldn't live for 10 hours. 10 hours is a long time. Uh, no, it's really not. (laughs) Mm, Okay. I'll smear some on your cantaloupe, see how how you feel about that. Look, I, do you understand that I'm a microbiologist? I'm immune to every damn thing. (laughs) I spent 10 years smearing the stuff out every week for class. No, nothing oh. can get me. Mm, famous last words. Okay, Custer. <laughs> Custer. Like, I'm Superman. Shit. <laughs> okay, you heard it here first, y'all. She's invincible. <laughs> I'm not invincible. I'm invincible to bacteria. Okay, all right. Now, if a you... virus comes, it could kill my ass. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Now we hear now we hear the excuses and distinctions. I yeah, I'm not I'm not invincible to viruses, but bacteria? Shit. Mm. Hmm. All right. Hopefully this never gets tested. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the whole point of vaccination. That's why it is tested. Oh, that's yeah, that's a whole other thing. People aren't getting vaccinated anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Okay, so that's the salmonella. Um, you also any mentioned more questions about that. I think that's pretty clear. Wash your hands and don't freak wash out. Your, turkey is, your, your turkey hands, isn't going to kill you. Wash your kitchen. Like you need to put some bleach in your sink every now and then. Yeah, that's you know, good, that is a good that, tip. That pretty soap much is not enough. Lysol. Yeah, yeah. You also have here something about E. coli. Is that related? Um. Okay, it's not related. It's just a random thing that was published like last week, and I don't even understand how this happens. But it just so happens that 
antibiotic-resistant E. coli mm-hmm. is just hanging around in giraffes. Now, why is that strange? Um, okay, so giraffes never get antibiotics. Oh. So how do they get resistant bacteria? Like, usually you find antibiotic-resistant bacteria because somebody's been treated with antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Or we find it in food because the animals were treated with it. But that's food animals. So are you saying you giraffes are eating people? Huh? Are you saying giraffes are eating people? Is that where you're going with this? No. Oh, okay. That's, it sounded like that was the logical conclusion of what you were saying, is that the giraffes have been eating people who've been taking... Uh, an, no, 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 no? No? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, all right, I was about to warn everybody about zombie giraffes. I was I was just about to hit the panic button, but okay, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, so so apparently antibiotic resistant E. coli are coming from local cattle herds and people. Mm-hmm. But how they're getting to the giraffe, I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think most people in East Africa just run up on giraffes. I mean, I guess they come into contact with them are you saying they're fucking giraffes is that where you're going that is how could how could you unless you carry a ladder around with you how could that happen i i don't yeah i don't well uh, giraffes are like eight feet tall yeah uh, stop and then how you keep the giraffe still no i'm i'm just i'm just trying to understand what's happening because it sounds very scary and it sounds very mysterious i'm just trying to break it down so it's either the giraffes are eating people or people are fucking the giraffes yes on a ladder how do you keep them still (laughs) i i I don't know maybe they're sick with e coli think think (laughs) come on man (laughs) just say it you have a better explanation Better than people fucking giraffes? Yes. I'm okay. Sure I what's do. what's your theory? <laughs> um, so according to the paper, they think that they're coming from local cattle herds and and humans. Mm-hmm. I would say the her- the cattle herd is more likely because you know the cows are out grazing and they're dumping, and then the mm-hmm. giraffes are out in the same place, mm-hmm. um, and so they're leaving you know their their E. coli. But um, it's interesting because. The giraffes are, are nursing for a long time. So I'm not sure how they're coming into contact with this from nursing, but they just must be running into, you know, cow dung in, in, in their daily lives. But the interesting thing about it is there seems to be a competition between the regular E. coli and the ones that are carrying the genes for antibiotic resistance. Hmm. Which, that's that's kind of interesting it looks like it's not even the antibiotic resistance genes that are the thing that um are interesting about these bacteria but they carry their their genes on the same vehicle as they carry genes to snatch iron so and so wait so it's realistically so seriously it sounds like what might be happening is that the cows are grazing out in the wild they're leaving. They're dumping in, in the in the, the grassland, and then the giraffes eventually come along and they eat the same grass. Is that how it's transmitted? That's probably it. But okay. But um, where they find the highest level of these bacteria are in baby giraffes, and they're still nursing, so they're not really chewing grass. But they're nursing from their parents who are chewing the grass, right? So that makes sense. Not really. Oh. What goes in your belly doesn't usually come out milk. It's not just breaking down whatever compounds are in your stomach and then turning that into, you know, the milk. And then you also, I mean, isn't that how you get uh, resistance from your parent in breastfeeding? No, no, no. Oh, there should be no bacteria in breast milk. No, but you get antibodies though, right? Antibodies. Yes. But antibodies and bacteria are not the same thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's actually no. I mean, that's a really good. I I saw the way you went there, mm-hmm. and it was logical, but no. Oh, okay, all right. So my, you know, all I can think of is if if there's some grooming going on, then the the mother giraffe could be um, giving the the bacteria. Oh yeah, the, okay. To with, the animal that with their way. tongue or whatever. Okay. Yeah, 
I mean, that's what I'm thinking. But they really out-compete the, the regular E. coli. All of us carry E. coli. It's just not E. coli that makes you sick. Right. Um, but it out-competes that. But um, one of the things that bacteria have to do, especially those that are associated with humans and, you know, they live with us mm-hmm. like E. coli, they have to snatch they have to snatch iron to live, and there's almost no free iron in a in a mammalian body. What do you, what so, do you mean? Free? Isn't there free iron in the blood? It's not free. It's bound in hemoglobin. Oh, okay. free iron is is really really bad. So almost we have lots of proteins in our bodies that bind that iron. There's almost no free iron. Okay. And so bacteria come up with lots of ways to get it, like they break the red blood cells open and and snatch it from the hemoglobin. Or, you know, they have a protein that, ha- that binds it with more affinity than hemoglobin. So they, they carry a whole bunch of genes that help them get that iron. Okay. And so it looks like the resistance genes and the iron snatching genes are on the same piece of DNA. And it's really the iron genes that confer the survival advantage, not so much the antibiotics. Interesting. So mm-hmm. when, what does that mean for... For us, does that mean it? We can utilize this information in some interesting way, or a way to kill it? Um, no. Um, there's at this point, there's no reason to kill anything. Mm, I don't know. That seems like plenty of reason. I don't want anything resistant to anything else. Yeah, well, that ship has sailed. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> forget about that. So we should be finding a way to try to kill them then. No, this ship has sailed. We just need new new antibiotics. As a matter of fact, I spent most of my day Friday mm-hmm. at a meeting talking about antibiotic resistance and what the federal government is doing, and you mm-hmm. know what, what we is it doing? Be doing. No, actually, this is a this is pretty good. Okay, um, all right. The Obama administration put together um, a blueprint for what we should do about antibiotic resistance, and we've been following that. But it should expire. Oh, really? Huh? They've been still following it? They haven't thrown yeah. it in the trash yeah. with everything else he did? Okay, good. Yeah, they have. Um, but I think it's flying under the radar. So okay, it's good. time to revamp that from 2020 to 2025. So one of the things I'm probably going to be doing is is working with my people to try to get some some policy in place Okay. that we think is important. So that was a good thing. Okay. See, y'all, it had a happy ending. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, all that, and there's really nothing, nothing really to worry about. Just be vigilant in whose cook kitchen your you're eating. Cook your damn turkeys, right? Cook that's your damn all. cookies and be vigilant in whose kitchen you're eating from. So, there's that. Okay, so after that, let's end on a high note. <laughs> 2018 is coming to a close very quickly, but still, these animals is getting people. They're giving people these hands. They're sick of our shit, and they're trying to take over. I think we should just stay out of their way. This man, however, did not follow that advice, and somehow he miraculously survived. But um, man punches bear in nose to survive attack in driveway. See, this nigga fought a grizzly and lived. Wait a minute! Why is this page killing me? Oh, because it's auto video in it. Okay. Mm-hmm can't even stop it <laughs> exactly i'm looking on my phone because i knew it was going to do that stupid page i need people to stop doing that by the way but anyway yes it won't even stop i'm hitting the pause button mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, abc okay, 13 okay. we're looking at you but uh yes so haywood county north carolina a man says he survived a bear attack in his driveway i just happened to look around and three bears right there beside me three <laughs> bears this thing of live this thing is bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mother and her cubs. Ooh, this is bad. It was a mother and her two cubs. I was about to say this is the worst Goldilocks story ever. But worst. Yes, it was a mother and her two cubs, and then the cubs saw him and ran off, and the mother did not. <laughs> she made a charging dead run at me. That sucker was eyeball to eyeball with me. You can tell this dude is from North Carolina. His name is Pumphrey. <laughs> Pumphrey said he reacted with reflex. His name is Sonny. <laughs> Sonny Pumphrey. <laughs> I hit her right dead on the point of the nose in the first shot. And when I did, she went down. I know he's lying. <laughs> yeah. He said he knocked out a bear. <laughs> no, yeah, he did. Yeah, he said that. 
No, he said she went. Yeah, he said that. You're right. Yeah, he said that basically he punched the bear. Punched the bear, knocked it out. And then the bear got up and knocked him eight feet away. So at least he told the truth about that. Yep. That sounds accurate. Pumphrey's wife, Mm. Betty, says she was making dinner when she heard the commotion. That's that's an understatement. She heard a commotion. The line is better. I seen her stand up and rear her paw back, and all I seen was a mouthful of teeth. And I just, I just knew he was going to be gone. That's an accurate assessment. Mm-hmm. I think what she actually saw was the bear knocking her husband through the air. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, you? She's baking a pie, and she look up and just see him. Ah. <laughs> Couple said the bear eventually ran back into the woods where Betty shot at it. Betty all late. <laughs> the bear is already caught. She could come out with a gun and just shoot into the shoot into the forest. I'm sorry, but at least Betty did something. I've seen these where the bear where something is attacking the, the husband and the wife's just looking mm-hmm. with a camera. I mean just watching. Um look that might be the best thing to do is to document it for insurance purposes. Yes, my husband really did get mauled by a bear. Sonny survived the incident with a bite to his hip and some bruises. I don't understand how he's outside and then there's three bears. What was he doing and he didn't notice there were three bears? Mm, I don't know where the fuck Haywood County is, but it sounds like they just live in the bush. (laughs) Well, three bears, though? I mean, they probably were just chilling and grazing. They weren't like, you know, running at him. So he probably didn't hear him. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Washing his car, some shit. Attaching his gun rack. Something. Okay, it's near Asheville. I mean... I don't know what that means. It's it's the country. It's bush. He lives on the edge of the bush. And the bears were just like, oh, the forest ends here. Well... (laughs) It's almost Tennessee. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. You're right. It's it's out there. Yeah, I can see how that could happen. How they just, like, sneak up on you. Like a... I guess if you go to Asheville, you should stay in Asheville. Maybe... Maybe that's... That's the takeaway. I think you should just not live near the bush. That That's animal territory. They were there first. Well, that's everywhere. Well, true. But I mean, I live in fucking Arlington, Virginia. Ain't no bush here. Yeah. So I see an okay. animal. He is on my territory. Uh-uh-uh. But yeah, so there you go. A happy ending to catch these hands. He didn't die. He just got knocked in the air eight feet. That's all. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to judge by that that the, it was a grizzly. Cause, yeah, ain't no way a black bear would have smacked him eight feet. Well, it might have killed him, but no, that was probably a grizzly. That was a big old honking grizzly bear. Grizzly in North Carolina? I, that it was. That sounds like a big ass honking bear. Mm, I don't know what kind of bears do they have in North Carolina. Mm, well, let me see. Where are grizzlies indigenous to? Grizzlies. Are from no, not the Memphis Grizzlies. Fuck you, Google. It's a black bear. It was a, only black bears in North Carolina. Oh, it says a North America range from Alaska down to Mexico, down the western seaboard. Wait a minute, there's an article on here that says the the bears in in Asheville, North Carolina are civilized. What? That one beat somebody's ass. I don't think she was. Clearly not. Clearly she's of the new breed. She's not aware of the arrangement y'all made before. Well, there was a bear here in Peachy County and... (laughs) Really? I saw it on the train one day and I thought, I'm hallucinating. This is not possible. And then it was on the news the next day. He was walking around the... the, um, the golf course in College Park. Wait, wait, wait. So you saw a bear on the train? I was on the train when I saw the bear. Oh, okay. All right. The bear was not on the train. I thought the bear was chilling in a seat in the okay, handicap section because he's a dick. Juju, but that's ridiculous. Mm, I've seen a deer on the train. Well, I mean, not me personally, but I've seen news stories where there was a deer on the train. I've never seen a deer on the train. I've seen a deer in the station. Mm. 
but I haven't seen him get on the train. New York, they got pigeons on the train, and they walk out. They literally walk out the door. They don't even fly? Nope. They wait for the door to open, and they walk the fuck out. <laughs> I think I said, I'm going to Times Square, and fucking my wings are tired. Okay, if you say so. I, no, I, I will find you the footage, and I will link it to you. No, I believe you. Mm-hmm. I believe you. Cause, Those look, fucking air rats. Are, have, are... I ride the train. I've seen some of everything. Yeah. But I can assure you, I, I was on... I was on the train and I could see the bear out of the window. And I thought, no, I, that wasn't a bear. I saw a dog. It couldn't mm-hmm, have been a bear. Like mm-hmm. it was first thing in the morning. I'm like, man, no, maybe I, that, that's not what I saw. And then it was on the news the next day that they, they caught him running across the, the golf course, which is not far away from where I was on the train. I'm like, okay, I really did see that bear. Yeah. Ugh. I, that's the last thing I need on my commute, honestly. If I see a bear, I'm going right the fuck back home. It's like, well, this day is a wrap. I will uh, see you all tomorrow morning. Look, the bear is minding his business and you're on the train. What are you worried about? Mm-mm, mm-mm. He can't drive the train. Mm-mm. No, that's a, that's an omen. Nope. If I'm walking to work in fucking Arlington, Virginia, and I look out the train window and there's a bear, that's a wrap. Clearly, we're in the end times, and I'm just oh going to go God. home. I see foxes all the time. I see. Dead. Okay, fox. Fox is different. That's a little animal. I, I know we can get into crevices and such. If it's a bear, that nigga walked down the escalator. So fuck that. <laughs> no. No, foxes, rats, cats. I get it. You know, it, it's a huge station. You know, shit can get in from the outside. I understand. A bear is only coming through the door. So no. That's not true. Well, you're right. Mm-hmm. The door has to be open. Although I've seen bears peel back a car door, so it's not like they can't open a door if they want to come in. That's true. But still, my, I, th- I feel like my assessment is is, is sound. I, I just go home. It's like, okay, well, I'll try again tomorrow. Clearly, <laughs> I'm not meant to go to work today. A fucking Mm-mm. bear is running around the system, so no. All right. I will right. not let I'm, that be on my obituary. He was mauled to death at Metro Station. Like, nope, no. No, that won't be me. Okay, then. Yes. And on that, I just feel like (laughs) there's nowhere else this show can go. Nope, there's nowhere else to go. Is there anything else you want to share with the people before we sign off? Um, Where can they find you? I'm a grandma. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're a grandma now. So you got someone to spoil. Mm -hmm. Uh I'm happy about that. Mm -hmm. Where Where can the people find you? If you want to talk science, I'm at, at Koki Negra on Twitter. Um, also at Koki Negra on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, You've been on Instagram. Instagramming. And um, if you just want to hear me complain about stuff or make jokes, I'm at uh, Koki Talks Trash. And you can find me at P Funkin' Around on Twitter. And you can find the, the show account uh, at capital U K N O W Molecules. And that's will be a wrap for us this week. Uh, we'll see you all soon, possibly with a guest. Uh, hopefully with a guest. Hopefully with a guest. Uh, so stay tuned. Uh, 